Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Thank you so much. We got a great lineup for you today. And I want to say, yeah, we are really kicking it up and bringing Ann back. Ann Kate Sullivan, Dr. Ann Kate Sullivan. And I want to say congratulations to her because these books we're about to talk about have just won an award. But before I get to that, I want to hopefully get Ann on here. Benny, 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 I hope you're with me. I know we're trying to get Ann. I know Linda's looking for Ann. I know we plan to find Ann. And one of the things is that, you know, if you know anything about Ann Kate Sullivan, what you know is that this is really digging deeply into something incredible. So here's the good news. Heroines of Avalon and Other Tales has won. Won the 2019 Silver with Nautilus in Women's Fiction. Yo. I'm loving it. And, you know, I think about these things and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I read the books and I think about what, you know, what's what's in here. And I'm almost like, why aren't we doing movies of this? Right. So it's kind of like somebody get a hold of Netflix or somebody and say, hey, folks, how about it? Let's bring some of these to the screen. Um, And. Not just that, but when you read and how Anne has written these books, I I, I got to say, I did not have, let me just say, okay, I'm going to get off on a little rant here for a minute. I grew up it, very fast. So what I want to say about this is I didn't have the kind of childhood that many of you might be experiencing or seeing with your children or your grandchildren. I didn't have that. You know, so when when I think about what kids experience and how they get to really tap into the adventure of things. And what I mean by that is, you know, really looking at some of the stories, some of the some of the folklore, some of the things that we do and say, I am struck by what it is that I get to experience now as an adult. And so when I think about what Anne has done and how she's done it. As a person that is now like an adult, I'm, I'm like an adult. I, I'm, I think I'm like an adult. Sometimes I'm an adult. Sometimes I'm not sure like how much of that works. But what I think about is I read what Anne has done. I am struck by how transcended I am, how I am so taken into this exact place and time. You know, how when I read this, I feel like I'm there, you know, and today I somehow went back and I was reading about the Knights Templars and I was thinking about this because, you know, there was a piece in this that she's going to talk about, I'm sure. I'm like all over the map, but I'm so excited to have her. And and out of here, I, I, I was reading about Notre Dame in Paris. And I'm thinking, why would I come to this page on this day with this story, given what's in the headlines? But, you know, I think and will tell you there are no mistakes when we're thinking about heroines, when we're thinking about other tales, when we're thinking about legends, when we're thinking about what inspires us from the inside out. And then we can take what these lessons are, what the experience is and bring them to the forefront. What is it that we can do to transform ourselves, our lives, and others? So today, it not to, there's no Mercury in retrograde. I know that there are a couple of other planets in retrograde. My ruling planet's in retrograde, but it's a good thing for somebody like me, right? Because when Sagittarius, right, and Jupiter, when those two get together, they're full, 
full steam right now. For the first time in like 12 years, they got together. So for a year, we're going to have that. So for the next four months or three and a half, Jupiter goes retrograde, which is a good thing. Because what it does is it doesn't really slow you down, but it has you look at things that are profoundly meaningful in life. I got to tell you, Benny, I'm having some of that. Yeah. I'm like having a, a real sensitivity moment hmm. in my life. Oh, well, that's okay. We're, we're due for some every once in a while. Do you think? Do you, do you ever <laughs> yeah. have any of those where you're kind of like, what are the things most important to me, right? Mm -hmm. And I think about my best friend, Linda, and I think about, oh, my God, how important is that to me? Am I spending the kind of time I need? Am I being kind in a way I need to be kind? Do you ever have any moments like that, or is it just a chick thing? No, I think you're that's right. My friend would say, no. Pat, that's a chick thing. No, you're right. We're attached. We're human. We're creatures. We you know, thrive on emotional sides, whether it be good, bad, sad, happy, mad. You know, That's what we, we're here for. But don't you think it's a little eerie? Because can, can I just play with you with this a little bit? So I open up the book. I have both of Anne's books. And by the way, she won Mega Award. Mega Award. Um, so I'm reading it. I could have turned to any page in any of the books. Any. Any of the stories. But somehow, I like turn to this page. And it says, The Knights Templars and Creation of Lancelot. And so it goes through. And uh, can, can I just do it? Can we have a little fun? Benny, fun. Yeah. Here we go. In 46 AD, a baptized disciple of St. Mark formed a mystery school, and the followers wore a red cross as the priest of Horus had done in Egypt. In 802 AD, an organization known as the Order of the Rose and Cross was formed. Many French kings were initiated into it. The Sufi, Essene, the Cathar movements, were a threat to Rome because biblical scripture was interrupted as metaphoric and initiatory to the early Gnostics. And she goes on to talk about this. It's just beautiful what she shares in this. And she talks about, you know, the French Cathars were wiped out in a crusade by the Pope and the Knights Templars knew that their existence rested on the ability to remain amicable with the church. And it goes on to talk about this. But I turn to this page, and let me let me just tap into this part because I found this after I read it. I just thought this is scare, this is eerie, and it says the Knight Templars gathered great mysteries in the Holy Lands and they brought back to Fr to France. In the beginning, they were known as the saviors of humanity. However, they also discovered something known as the Great Secret that may have threatened the existence of the Roman Catholic Church and the monarchy. The lands and wealth of Knights Templars were confiscated. History states that the Knight Templ Knights Templars order was completely suppressed in 1307 with the execution of its last Grand Master, Jacques de Molay, who was burned at the stake in front of Notre Dame in Paris. And I'm thinking, seriously, out of Everything I found, anything I could have picked, I went to that page. And of course, I want to just take a moment and express how devastating it must be to see Notre Dame, to, to, to watch and experience what's happening. I mean, to, to see a landmark, so much history burn uh, it, I don't even know how to explain what that must feel like to be there. You know, it is so important for us as we look at our histories and we look at, you know, what we preserve in our lives and in the world and to really be shocked into believing that something, something as institutional or shall I say, amazing can be gone in a minute. And, you know, for me, what it reminds me of, and I don't think there's any surprise that I went to that page. I have two of Anne's books sitting in front of me. So I don't think it's a surprise that I could go and find that on this day. But I also want to say 
I'm really struck by the generosity of people that have come forth and have said, wait a minute, we're going to contribute. We're going to contribute. And there is, I believe, there have they have gathered close to a billion dollars, a billion dollars in um, donations, right? Uh, it, it's it's just surprising, but it's no surprise that out of all of the pages that I could have selected in Anne's book, I turned to Heroines of Avalon and Other Tales, and I opened up the page, and I started to read about this, and I found myself transfixed, transformed, and taken to the front of Notre Dame. Let's take a short break. When we come back, Congratulations to Anne. We'll be talking with her and we'll take you too on a journey of other tales and how today's world is so tapped in to the energy of our past and why it might be important to remember the messages in these tales. We'll be right back. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Hey everyone, I'm Dr. Pat. This is a reminder to join me on April 26th from 3 to 7 p.m. at Holistic Ivy Lounge, the first in Washington State, infusing health and well-being, brought to you by Dr. Darvish and her team. Join us. We're going to have a special guest, Neil Nanda, comedian actor, going to be able to mingle with us, swag bags, raffle baskets, bites, beverages, and all of the latest in health and well-being. The truth is funny. Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. Learn and explore fascinating and practical uses of essential oils, how to use them, and how they can enhance your everyday life. The Oil Lounge was founded by three remarkable women with fascinating stories about how essential oils changed their lives. Tina and Laura from The Karmic Path have joined forces to educate the masses in the benefits of Young Living Essential Oils. For more information, visit theoillounge.com. Are you feeling stuck in unhealthy habits, toxic relationships, or low self-esteem? Do you crave a healthy relationship filled with inspiration? You might just be on the verge, on the verge of attracting your soulmate. Tune in each month to The Laura Richer Show, where dating coach Laura Richer share tools for using your dating breakdown for a relationship breakthrough. For more information, visit richerhealinghypnosis.com. Wow. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. I am so thrilled. Look, today we're focusing on mythology and folklore. And why is this so important in the modern modern age? Best-selling author Ann Kate Sullivan, more importantly, award-winning author. As of the announcement today, thank you, Linda. Um, and Linda just amazingly has been part of our network for some time now. And, you know, now we know that we are connecting with the messages that all of you want more of. Um, and I'm so thrilled to have Ann back. We're talking about many things, 
But congratulations on the Nautilus and Women's Fiction Award 2019 silver with that. Love it. And uh, great to have you. I, I hope you knew that you won that award. <laughs> I just saw, actually. I, I just found out just a little bit ago. I'm absolutely thrilled. Nautilus is an incredible uh yeah, they they they're better books for a better world, and I love what they what they put out each year. You know, the people, the authors that they support. So I'm thrilled to be part of that team. Yes. You know, I, you and I were talking during the break, and I I I was talking about how, for me personally, we never think about institutions that carry so many. Let's just call them affiliated stories or folklore or tales or legends than Notre Dame. I mean, it doesn't matter where you are, what you're learning about or how you're learning about. There's a deep history there. But one of the things that is so fascinating is it shows up in folklore, I think perhaps maybe more times than probably any other uh, architectural historical institute, perhaps except for the Vatican, right? So it shows up, you know, in so many ways. And it's so painful, you know, to watch the burning of it for some multi-generational, multi-life reason, I think, yeah? It, yeah, it, it, is, it is upsetting. Um, you know, A Story of Becoming, uh, which is another book I wrote several years ago, a spiritual book about a tree, won a Nautilus Book Award, actually, and uh, a Paris Book Award. And so we went three years ago to Paris and went to Notre Dame. And I'd been a few times, but this was the first time I had gone uh, with some sort of understanding of sacred geometry and with a deeper understanding of heroines. I mean, we know Joan of Arc. Um, but some of the other heroines in, in the, the British and uh, French tradition. Now, that Notre Dame is built on a, on a sacred geometry site. I think it's called the Rose, if I remember, remember correctly. And it has, it has an illustrious history. Um, but one thing that did happen there, you know, a lot of, a lot of heretics were burned in, in front of the building. And um, so it just does make you wonder... <laughs> You know, as you know, as we're going into this new time, I mean, it's terrible. It's terrible in terms of the artwork and the history and the music and the, the wonderful things about Notre Dame. But interesting, karmically, you know, when we're at this time where I believe, um, you know, Western women could really save the world. I really, truly believe that. We're, we've we've forgotten nature. We've forgotten how to tune in. We've forgotten so many of the things. That, that were important to indigenous cultures that we need to reintegrate. And uh, the other thing we did was, was, when we were there, was go to um, Chartra. And so Chartra, uh, you, you know Chartra was the wonderful labyrinth that people walked? It's very yeah. Cool. Well, it was shut, and we went there, and I thought, my goodness. And it was the same, sim similar to what happened at, at Notre Dame, but we realized there was this, the rose. So Notre Dame is, is built on, on a feminine vortex. So, you know, it, so we at Chartra, we went underneath and we found a Radney's well. And I had no idea that it was actually built on an old um, goddess temple. But most of these, these sacred churches are these very famous ones. Also, um, St. Paul, I think, is built on the Ellen Temple. And so the, the indigenous people of Europe knew where, the, where these places cross, where they, you, you basically form these telephone lines to the other side. So there are places mm. where you go, you sit at the high altar, and, and you, can, you can just connect more easily. So you sit in these places and you can feel the prayers and you can feel the wonderful things that go on there. Um, but there's also energy behind it and below it that's very fascinating. And I think that's really why, you know, for me... Um, when I think about and uh, and and I'm reading the books that you've written, what I'm really struck by is 
the first of all, how immediately we are injected into the scene itself that you're describing. You know, that's what I love about what you write and how you write it. But I'm also really struck by the energy of today's world, especially in this country right now, where there is the rise of a feminine voice, let's just call it. And I say a feminine voice without saying it's man or woman. But if you look at what's happening here and the fact that women are coming to the forefront and speaking in ways we have not heard them speak before, especially from a political perspective, right? We are stunning people in this country. Um, and, and, and I'm really struck by that because as I go back and I read the legends of the grail, let's say the stories of Celtic goddesses, and I'm taking, and I'm reading this, it is the same energy that you've written about in here that we're seeing in the most highly unlikely, very little known people, right? Yes. I mean, even more recently, you know, one of our, our, our Congre- new rookie congresswoman, I think out of California, shows up to really question one of the largest banking CEOs in the world in a very practical, energetically kind, but firm and intelligent way. And I'm just struck by the parallels. Am I kind of making it up or, or what are your thoughts? Well, you know, the, the, the Dalai Lama said that the next Buddha would be a woman, and he also said that Western women could save the world, and I, and I completely agree with him. Um, and speaking to some Mayan elders not too long ago, they said, they said, please tell these stories, because it will help the women of your culture understand who they truly are and how they really can help the earth and the changes that we're going through now. And they were insistent. They came over maybe four or five times to me to say, really, tell these stories. We really, your women, the women, and not just the women, the women and the men of, of the Western world need, yeah. need to remember these tales. And I, I think what's, what's important about, you know, when we go back to the indigenous culture, I mean, we, we find it here as a Native American tradition, but my, my tradition is Celtic, so I went back for those roots. Yeah. But when you, when you really do find your roots and you have your feet on the soil, there's something beautiful really beautiful that can happen. In the wealth tradition, there's something called singing your wind back to you, which appears lightly in these stories, but someone who's very in tune can stand next to you, put a hand next to you, and go, my goodness, you were born during the green wind. Let me sing this to you so your soul remembers who you are. And then they will start to sing this song and you might, you know, suddenly start to become aware of the birds that you know will join in too, and maybe a squirrel will come or something. And and you you can find you can locate yourself here and now, here and now, and it's it's incredibly empowering. So in the first um, story in in Heroines of Avalon, that's what Erin Root is doing. She's singing to the stars, and the stars are singing back to her. And if you can imagine. You know, maybe she's holding a child. In the in the second story, she sings blue dye with into being. She creates a flower and a woman. A flower, a flower becomes a woman. You know, so we, if we can remember our tr- the song of our soul, if we can jump on the swan and fly between the worlds and gather up all of our pieces and remember who we are, then we're poised to help this world flourish, and we're poised to help our children and all the people that we have here flourish. And I think something really goes quite wrong when we disconnect from that. Yeah. I, I want to ask you this question. There are many stories, uh, heroines of Avalon, of course, and legends of the Grail. And, and I want to ask you this question and talk with you about it when we come back. I, I want to ask you, if you had to pick a story from each of these books that best might align with the energy and the times we live in now, what might those be? And we'll go to a break and talk about that when we come back. Um, Also, uh, please tell folks how they can get copies of the book, how they can find out more about you. Yes, uh, you can go onto my website, annkatesullivan.com, and I'm A-Y-N, one of the very few A-Y-Ns, A-Y-N, Kate Sullivan. So I'm on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. You can go straight to Amazon, 
heroines Babylon and Other Tales and Legends of the Grail, Stories of Celtic Goddesses. Very easy to find. Wow. Let's take a short break. We come back. Can't wait to hear what Anne picks. A couple of favorites of mine here, but I want to know the energy that was put into writing these books. Which are her two stories that best align with where we are today? Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Introducing the Lucid Planet, a digital gathering place featuring cutting-edge, high-vibrational content that will empower and inspire you to become the greatest version of yourself. Visit the Lucid Planet today to stimulate your mind, body, and soul as you connect with a global community of like-minded people. The Lucid Planet is edited by renowned psychologist and author, Dr. Kelly Neff, who is here to help you cope with anxiety, connect to your higher purpose, uncover your true passions, and live your dreams. Dr. Kelly's fresh, compassionate perspective emphasizes growth, transformation, healing, and thriving, even in the face of adversity. Say goodbye to bad news and low vibrational media for good and become part of the larger collective of people working together to navigate the global shift of consciousness and transform the world from within. Join the planet, the Lucid Planet. Visit thelucidplanet.com. Welcome home. Are you ready to broadcast your brand ideal with the latest in information technology? Bioresonance software distills your brand ideal or intention and enhances your core internal organizing principle. This has a tremendous impact on your organization's alignment as well as the behavior, satisfaction, and the retention of its employees. Your physical business structure can unfurl, opening up the possibilities of creating an energetic presence for a brand even ahead of its launch. Check out JeanetteWolf.com for more on a signature frequency branding. Are you ready to shift your current beliefs about death? From debilitating pain and loss? Follow Angie Corbett Kuiper as she shares that through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind that anything is possible, even in death. Tune in to Beyond Proof Radio with Angie, redefining death and loss every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more, visit BeyondProof.com. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Time. Radio. Tune in to Knowledge Book Radio with host Marge Potasic each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Through many experiences, Marge was led to the Knowledge Book, a gift to humanity in its transition to the Golden Age, and it provided the truth and the answers. She now shares information from the Knowledge Book with you each week on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information, Visit usa.theknowledgebook.net. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Dr. Pat Show. I'm thrilled to have Ann Kate Sullivan join me here today, uh, recipient of the uh, 2019 Silver Nautilus Award. Um, and the and we're, you know, we're asking Ann to come back to revisit, you know, two of the books, Legends of the Grail, Stories of Celtic Goddesses, but also Heroines of Avalon and Other Tales. And the reason is that there is a, this, and there's this interesting parallel energetically. I don't know if the reality or the facts are parallel, but there's this, this parallel energy, right, that many people all over the world are talking about, not just here in the United States. You got folks in Canada, there's this energy. And I wanted to ask you two questions. One is the energy and the information and the stories in the books, there's also an energy there too. You know, how does learning about these stories, learning about, you know, what has come before, how does it help us in the world we live in today? And are there two stories that you could think about that sort of energy align with this, your sense of what's happening in the world today? I mean, absolutely. I, the reason I went looking for the stories is that I needed female heroines. I needed to find I needed to find some mentors, some some women I could emulate, and I couldn't find any 35 years ago when I started looking for them. And so I was delighted 
to find these stories and told them to my children. And, um, for instance, you know, we were talking about the political scene and how it's changing and female leadership. So one, one goddess, so a, she's in um, the first book, Legends of the Grail, that springs to mind is named Skyach. And she's actually Scottish. She's a Scottish a goddess. Now, if you want to become a hero or heroine in, that, in, the, in the Irish tradition, the Ulster tradition, what you had to do is that you had to take your boat and you had to sail across the sea and you had to jump across the 22-foot ravine and there would be Skyach waiting for you. She's, she would be standing there with a dagger and if you really weren't meant to be much of anything, she'd kill you. Um, it, or if she realized that you had what it takes, you had the red energy, you had the strength, the enthusiasm, and you had the karma for it, she would take off running through the forest. And in that time period, she would help you discover your magic. And, and by that, I don't mean card tricks. By that, I mean a lightning bolt comes and you learn how to handle the energy of the light that's flowing through you from, so that it empowers you instead of killing you. That you learn to cast the glamour so that when you, when you come, people, people see not only you but all, all that ride with you. That you learn to, you, know, you learn your charisma, you learn your strength, you learn how to be a true hero or heroine because you have to find your solar energy, you have to shine, you have to believe in yourself, and you have to be in touch with something more than, than just the ego, right? You have to be in touch with your own divinity. And so I, she's one, one character that I, that I refer a lot, of, a lot of people to when you have to stand up and it's uncomfortable, you have to stand up in public and you have to speak and... And, um, she, you know, she's, she's a, a character, an archetype that, uh, that has strength, that has what it takes. And we, and we are seeing it in the political arena now, you know? We, we are seeing it. And, 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 you know, one of the things that also we're feeling is that there are more and more folks coming out to speak out about things, so to speak. And what I mean by that is when I think about um, the, the, for example, the people that are hosting shows with us, you know, one of them in particular, Sherry Clark, you know, she's come out with courage to be seen. You know, this is a place, a forum that she's creating for women for us to talk about courage to be seen, right? And, you know, and yet these stories, I can't help but just be so obvious about the boldness of women of past. Did we go through a period of kind of forgetting that? Or is it that women have always stepped forward to be bold in certain ways? We're just hearing about it more now because we're so connected. Well, think, think about, um, you know, Eleanor of Aquitaine, who, who would definitely, um, you know, she was an amazing queen for her particular era and, and rode on the Crusades and became you know, one of the most powerful women of, of her era. She's actually the one that made sure the stories of the women in Arthurian legend were kept and were told in the court. So she was a feminist, a 12th century feminist. You know, she, she made sure that the, the name of Dendrana and Guinevere and Morgana and so forth lived on. So I, you know, I think um, there are there are people in each era that know that remind each other that let's stand on each other's shoulders and remember where we've come from, so that we can actually reach where we're meant to go. We can help each other blossom, and I think women are particularly good at this. Um, and you know, some men that that hold a lot of the feminine archetypes. And of course, we 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 are all we all have feminine and masculine energies, but it seems yeah. like. As we move forward into the new time, that you know, whichever gender we are, what's really important is that we understand uh, the hero in the heroine's quest. So we understand both sides of the fence. And so, you know, in the heroine's quest, what we're learning to do is become more receptive. And you go, well, why is that important in a political arena, or why is that important if I'm a CEO of a bank or so forth? And the thing is this. If you really have that ability to sit and tap in 
and understand what's for your highest good and the highest good of your community, you will become the leader. It just, it just naturally follows. If you're doing things out of narcissism and selfishness and greed to just get ahead, you will fail, ultimately. So that's, that's, I believe, why it's so important to know the stories of your people, to know what's a good king, what's a good queen, how did they rule, how did they succeed, how did they fail. And you know, once that's really etched into, into your mind, then when you stand up and you start leading a group, you know, you start leading this group forward and you see what they're going through and you see the struggles and the conflicts. You help them find their way by finding... It's, it's actually in the Welsh tradition called the Glaciosa, which is a beautiful word. It means you're finding your own inner light, your own inner golden light that then guides you, your mm. inner knowing, your direct knowing. Mm. You know, this level of awareness, this... I want to talk to a couple of the, 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 also go back to a couple of stories. You know, one of the things that I think I'm struck by, especially for somebody like me that didn't have that kind of childhood where I went through and I read stories or folklore, it didn't happen in that way. I didn't do that till I was older. One of the things I'm struck by is, at least in my own life, is that in, enormous accomplishment and success seems to be related to the depth and the magnitude of an obstacle that a heroine can overcome. Does that yes. make sense? <laughs> Does that make sense? Uh, and, 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 and I'm really struck by it because I find that in the stories, but I also find that in life. And, you know, do you have a particular heroine that you could think about or goddess where you thought, wow, how did they actually come out of that okay? Well, I mean, how did they do that? <laughs> there's, uh, there's several. Um, Bridget and the Kaliak is one, but, but Blue Diwith might be the, the, the most difficult of the stories, and I absolutely fell in love with her when I was working on her story. So she's She's in the, the heroines of Avalon and other tales, and she's the one, the flower that was made into a woman by Erin by Root. And her plight is particularly touching for me because she was a flower, so she didn't, she didn't have Western moral codes. They weren't inbuilt. <laughs> she was very mm-hmm. natural. And she's accused of being both a, a murderer and an adulteress. And I, when I first started working with the story, I thought, oh my goodness, how am I going to how am I going to put a positive spin on this one? <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but in in the course of of the story, you you understand that she realizes that she's made for a particular purpose, which is to be the wife of Lou. But as as years go on and she lives on the earth and she becomes her own woman, things change, and uh, she realizes she realizes that that you know actually you know with her particular set of codes and her particular understand her her particular setting her particular way of thinking that maybe she wants to really return back to the divic kingdom where she can where she can be aligned so um it's and i and i loved that because i think in a way we we walk with her and go gosh you know maybe maybe we need to attune to some of the codes of the david kingdom also, so that we understand not only human codes, but David codes, which might very well have a lot to do with healing the planet, and it's something that we've forgotten. And when you go way back, like to the stories of the Kaliak, which in some 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 people say are 10,000 years old, when you go looking for the Kaliak, the old woman of the world who sits in her cave and stirs her pot with all the seeds and promises of the earth, when you really go look for that archetype within yourself, you can look inside or you can look outside yourself for this archetype. When you start to, to, to tune into that, you know, you, you, you realize that the only way you tune into an archetype like that is when you take your shoes off, you go and you stand in the wet grass, and, and you thank all the directions. You thank all the beings. You, you, you start to realize that this wor- world is, is pretty animated. And by moving into what we did by, by you know, making all the people who had, uh, you know, direct knowing, the witches, the wikis, all of these people, heretics, and burning them and getting rid of these traditions, what we did 
what we did, and it's interesting that Notre Dame would be on fire today because a lot of people burned right there, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so who knows why that's happening. But we lost something at that time. We lost it. And, and yes, I understand we needed to become transcendent and, you know, we had, we had something we had to learn. But now, if we want this earth to really thrive, if we really want to, to, to for this whole thing turn around, this, this global crisis to turn around, we need to take our shoes off, put our feet in the grass, listen to the earth, mm-hmm. listen to what's going on, yeah. and apologize for, for, have, for moving into, into this position of materialism, and, you know, and, and try to, start to open up with sensitivity and awareness, which it, it is a feminine quality. I'm sorry we, we cut off our, our feminine tradition traditions and, and most of our religion you know so we, we well have, so we yeah can, yeah right i i know and one of the things i want to talk about when we come back from from break is i want to talk about elaine mm. when we come back from break and you you know what is it about elaine yes. you know what is it about uh, the the idea of keeping your head together even though everything around you may be crumbling down, who is Elaine and what does honoring Elaine mean? And what we're also going to share is a visualization that is in the book, Heroines of Avalon. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back with Aunt Kate Sullivan and me, Dr. Pat. We'll be right back. You know that moment when you realize you've mastered your wellness or that you will never fall off the roller coaster of life? Well, yeah, me either. But I still ride unicorn. I will teach you how to become a mindset master. You will learn how your habits and behavior affect the success of your nutrition and exercise, relationships, organization, and so much more. Motivation doesn't arrive in an email, so stop waiting for it. You have to take action, then motivation follows. I am Coach Peggy Wells. Get out of your comfort zone and recognize the simple truth. We aren't that special. We all have crap to deal with, and we all have a lot more in common than not. I want to spark you into action. We will learn, love, and laugh together. So join me every first and third Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific for Coach Couch and Coffee Radio, where you will learn that being happy and healthy is way more than carrot sticks and squats. Talk to you later. Have you discovered the remarkable books at angelhealinghouse.com? Author Claire Candy Hoff has channeled rare books of inspiration and insight. Angels of Faith is an inspiring story of healing, comfort, and hope that reminds us that death is not to be feared, but embraced with joy. One True Home Behind the Veil of Forgetfulness takes readers on a roller coaster ride through Angel Ariel's five most important lives on Earth, as well as her experiences in the afterlife, and helps us remember our own journey across the veil. And Claire Candy's autobiography, I Am an Angelic Walk In, which details the 2003 soul exchange that took place when Claire Candy walked out of her body and Angel Ariel walked in, creating heaven on Earth for herself and others. To find out more about these wonderful books, visit angelhealinghouse.com today. On the cutting edge of the new mainstream, Christine Upchurch is passionate about bringing together science, psychology, and spirituality in a way that can be applied to our everyday lives for true transformation. The Christine Upchurch Show, stellar conversations to illuminate your journey, engages some of the most outstanding visionaries on the planet in lively dialogue to inspire you to become that bright light you're meant to be. Join Christine every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, AM 1150, and Transformation Time. Radio. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. 
Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, you know, look, I, I, I'm so thrilled Anne is here. And we're, and you know, the timing of bringing Anne, bringing you back to talk about this, of course, we didn't know that you would be winning the award, and here we are. Uh, but there's something about what you've done. And at the top of the aisle, one of the things I said was, you know, we should be looking at taking these stories, taking, you know, what you're bringing to the forefront and, and really putting them up whether it be on a Netflix, on TV. And, and the reason is we are so plugged in with storytelling of this nature now. I mean, this, the premiere of Game of Thrones, the season premiere annihilated all of HBO ratings, annihilated it. And you have to ask yourself the question, why? But then as I read the book, and I clearly missed Elaine, I think that we're seeking to have an outlet some way. Some of my friends think it's, you know, these characters represent aspects of who we are, who we want to become. But there's, there's this longing to be free, yet at the same time, Anne, there's also this longing for the adventure, the story, the folklore isn't there. Absolutely. I mean, what took me on my quest was Bamborough Castle. I wanted to go to my the land of my origins. And there's a move. There's a whole TV series out right now called The Last Kingdom, which takes place. It's Uhtred. It's about Uhtred, an 11th century, 9th century character, and he's actually my first cousin, 25 times removed. So this is so much fun to to watch that series and and see this this uh, hero, hero comes to light. But Elaine, in some versions, was also from Bamberg Castle. Sometimes she appears in France. Sometimes she appears in Cornwall. She appears in different places. But she does appear in, in, the, in the book <laughs> also. Uh, it, it, also because Lancelot appears in these different places. Yeah. Um, but, but Elaine is, is, a, is, a, is a character that's dear to my heart because... He has to go through tremendous trials and tribulations in order to fulfill her life purpose and mission. Um, would you like me to tell you that tale? Yes, please. Okay. So Elaine, no, we put, we know her as the Lady of Shallow. She appears in, 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 in that version sometimes. But in this particular tale, Elaine uh, is told that she needs to, well, let's see, I've got to start from the very beginning. So let's, let's go back. We're going to be in her castle, and she goes out, and she's going to pick some herbs because she's tuning in. She's tuning in with Dame Brisden, who's sort of like a female Merlin. She's tuning in to the, to the herbs and the different vibrations of the land. And these snakes come around her, and a lady of the lake appears. And she, now, in most of the, uh, uh, in most of the tales, the heroine is going to face a challenger. It could be the Kaliash, it could be an old woman, it could be something. In this case, it's the Lady of the Lake. And Elaine has to hold the, the chalice, the grail, for five, for, she doesn't know how long it's going to be, but it turns out to be five years in a boiling pool. And she has to hold it in this way with snakes and eels and serpents swimming around her so that she's so completely transformed that she becomes the pearl of Christ, this special being, so completely transformed that she can actually become the mother of Galahad, who's really sort of a Christ figure, but she can become the mother of Galahad, who in some versions is the ultimate grail hero. So at a certain point, uh, uh, her, her champion comes and some versions that's in Bamberg Castle, uh, he comes and he lifts her from the boiling pool and makes love to her, and um, so she fulfills this destiny in a particular way. And, you know, so in so many stories, the you know, because in this particular time period, let's say the 12th century, um, when these stories were told, it was so important to be virginal. Um, Elaine, in some of the versions, is cast aside. And I felt it was so important, as we update these characters, to realize that not only has she fulfilled her life purpose and mission, but she, she has actually brought 
the um, Merlin's Roundtable together. So she has brought the 150 knights together with the, her son, the Grail Champion. And so she, she, does, she does ride with him. And I don't want to spoil the story for anybody, so you'll have to find out. <laughs> you'll have to find out what happens when the 150 ladies and knights come together at the round table. But I'll give you a hint. It has to do with the blueprint and of the earth and uh, remembering who we are. Well, you know, I mean, part of this, too, is really remembering the story that resides in each of us. You know, that the heroine resides in each of us, that we have more power than we can imagine when we call upon, you know, things that are ancient, yes, yet modern in the world we live in. You know, there is an innate sense, you know, all you have to do is see to what extent a mother or a father would go through to save a child you know, to see the feats of strength and supernatural ability one has, right? Um, true. And it, yeah, in the story, Dame Brisbane's calling out to her. So the whole, it's almost like her, her Merlin-esque kind of guide calling out to her and sending herbs to her and supporting her. Because, you know, when we're in our period of challenge, which most of us go through at some point, when we're in that period of challenge, we need that wise being who's saying, keep going, keep going, keep going. So that we can, you know, we can make it through this trial and become stronger, and can really fulfill our mission. We need the challenger as much as we, as much as we need friends and guardians, and we need, we also need the challenger. Wow, you know, Anne, thank you so much for today, and thank you for bringing, you know, bringing the spark alive for all of us. Uh, please let folks know how they can find out more about you about your books, and also congratulations. Thank, thank you so much. So, um, yes, you can go on my website. It's annkatesullivan.com. It's A-Y-N-D-A-T-E-S, Sullivan, S-U-L-L-I-V-A-N, annkatesullivan.com. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And you can also go to Amazon, and you can look for uh, Heroines of Avalon and Other Tales, and you can look for Legends of the Grail, stories of Celtic goddesses and also you can look now look on the Nautilus winner so that's that's another way to to find these these wonderful tales to empower people for this new time for our new time wow thank you so very much Anne uh and Kate Sullivan everybody heroines of Avalon and other tales as well as legends of the grail stories of Celtic goddesses we're going to take a short break I'm Dr. Pat for more information about us go to the drpatshow.com or transformation talk radio uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Ed. Thank you. Let, yeah, let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.